Wow, man. Happy Sunday, happy Mother's Day, happy amazing Jesus Day. Um, I, f I really feel like so much of today what is about ministry, I'm going to leave a lot of time for that. So I'm, I am going to say a few things, but wow, like isn't it, hasn't it already been amazing? Um, God is already just ministering so much. Um, and I tell you what, I'm just saying that it's, it's, um, it's not easy to get up here and preach <laughs> on Mother's Day. I'm kind of thinking, wow, maybe the men need to do that. No. <laughs> no. Um, but I was just... <laughs> I was just processing so much this week and even just like there have been past Mother's Day where I've gotten up here and like for real failed. Um, like really, like, no, it was real. Because, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, you want to say all the things, but it's not easy to articulate everything and especially on a microphone. You really should try it sometime. It's <laughs> like, I don't know, something about a microphone in your brain. It's like something just disconnects your brain sometimes. It's a weird thing. I'm just saying. So <laughs> anyway, um, it's just been such an interesting week for me. And I've been like, wow, like, why am I even ministering today on Mother's Day and <laughs> have all these raw feelings, you know, um, for like a lot of different reasons. But the Lord was like, actually, like, that's a good thing. Like, there are a lot of raw feelings um, on this day for a lot of people, not just women, men included. Um, and so, yeah, here I am. And here we go. So, <laughs> this may sound kind of funny, but this is where God took me, and I'm going to get to where I feel like um, we're going, okay? So, he took me to Romans 8, actually. So, I'm just saying, like, wow, maybe I'll try to write a book. Like, you could spend so, 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 so long in Romans 8. It's amazing. Like, Romans 8 is the best story ever. If you don't know Romans 8, and it, then take that from today. Like, that is a gold nugget. Take it home, get your Bible, read Romans 8, and ask the Lord to speak to you. This is the story of who we are. In Jesus. And it's an amazing story. So listen to this story. I'm not even going to read the whole chapter, but man, everybody should. So here's the story. Romans 8, starting in verse 1. Therefore, there is now no condemnation. So say now. Now, now today, not just, not just yesterday, okay? Not just at the past when you met Jesus, but now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. Say free. free. 
So what did Justin start singing at the very beginning? Anybody remember? Freedom. He started singing about freedom. I'm like, wow, he doesn't even know what the message is. Okay, God does. For what the law could not do, weak as it was through the flesh, God did. Sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and as an offering for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh so that the requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit. For those who are according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who are according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. For the mindset on the flesh is death, but the mindset on the spirit is life and peace. Because the mindset on the flesh is hostile toward God, for it does not subject itself to the law of God. For it is not even able to do so. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. However, you're not in the flesh. I feel like we read this a lot of times with this law mindset. Oh, I need to work hard to not live in the flesh. That's how we read this. That's not how it's written. It's not how it's written. We're not in the flesh. Say, I'm not in the flesh. But in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you, does the spirit of God dwell in you? If you're in Jesus, the answer is yes. All right, I'm going to skip to verse 15. For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you've received a spirit of adoption by sons as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, heirs also. Heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. So, we're not slaves. Say, I'm not a slave. We don't have to live in fear. Say, no fear. Say, adoption. (laughs) Say, children. Say, heirs. I'm just saying, I know it seems funny, but you know me, if you know me, then you know that I believe, one, responding to what God is doing is a super important thing, and also our words are super important, and our words, literally saying the words can break stuff off, and there is one thing I know, um, and that is that we have a lot of things go on in our mind, right? And sometimes speaking words out loud literally aligns our thinking with the Spirit of God, which we really need. So let's keep going. I'm going to go down to verse 26. In the same way, the Spirit also helps our weakness. That's good news. It's okay to have weakness. For we don't know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us. So it also, we know it says Jesus ever lives to make intercession for us. So how about this story that literally God himself is interceding for us? 
What? What is he interceding? With groanings too deep for words. And he searches the, he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the spirit is because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Okay, that's super good news. He searches our hearts. We could be like, I don't really know if I want him to see that part of my heart. Guess what he does? So not really much we can do about that. That's actually really good news. Like he says, he who searches the hearts actually prays for us according to the will of God. Actually knows what the mind of the spirit is. So God searches our hearts and in all the places of our hearts, he knows what the mind of the spirit is. That's really good news, you guys. What we, our mind, how our mind looks at some things in our hearts sometimes and in our lives, it's not according to the Spirit of God. And so actually, this whole story, and it goes on and on and on. Listen, next it says, we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. God causes all things to work together for good. God said to me one time, I actually, when I say I make things new, I actually do because I'm supernatural. I am creator God and I actually do make things new. It's a supernatural work. It's not, oh, we have this thing and we try to fix it up to look good, and it never really looks quite right, right? Like, no. He supernaturally makes things good. It's a supernatural work of God. It's not even, like, on us to try to do that ourselves. But this, keep reading in Romans 8, it even goes into, like, nothing separates us from the love of God. It's an amazing, amazing story. So, I'm just going to break down a few, few, few parts of it, okay? So, we're free from condemnation. I'm going to use my notes today. We're free from condemnation. Why? Because we do it all right? (laughs) We all know that's not true, right? We're not free from condemnation because we work harder to set our mind on the spirit and not on the flesh. We are free from condemnation because of one thing, Jesus. This whole story is the great news that Jesus came here to proclaim. Jesus came here and literally preached and demonstrated an entirely new operating system. It was so offensive. It was so offensive to people who had spent their lives trying to live up to the law, doing their very best to live up to the law, and making sure that everybody else lived up to the law. It was so offensive. It was scandalous. And you know what? 
when our mind is set on the flesh, it's still offensive to us. Because the whole law is built on measuring. We're free from condemnation because we're free from trying to measure up. That's the bottom line. I will say it again. Because we're free from condemnation because we're free from trying to measure up to the law. Listen, this is really, really great news. And I'm telling you that all of hell wants to keep you trying to measure up to the law. You have a lot of help. It's not just yourself. It's not just your own thinking. It's not just your own weakness. It's not just your own mistakes, your, your life, your history, your family, all the things that affect us. No, you, you've got some help. Okay? The devil would like nothing more than for us to think according to the flesh. Because to think according to the flesh, according to Romans 8, I didn't make it up. To think according to the flesh is to think according to the law. It's what it says right here. What did the law do? The law constantly measured. So living and thinking according to the flesh is living and thinking according to a measuring operating system and he gave us a whole new operating system so does that mean we don't have to like obey or do all the things that he said were the right things to do no that's not what it says but let me tell you what it says obedience is being led by the spirit actually <laughs> okay I'm going to keep going because I will get ahead of myself. So, Jesus came. He did not abolish the law. He said it. Read it for yourself. He did not come to abolish the law. He came to fulfill it. So, all the things from the law are still obviously not good things, right? Things we need to stay away from. Jesus actually took it further. It was also very offensive. He took it further to things like gossip, what we think about people, what we say about people, kindness, pride. He took it to things of the heart, actually. But he also <laughs> said that he came to empower us to live by the Spirit. So, he came to reveal, hey, actually, you may think you're living up to all these things in the law, but actually all these things are also part of the law. <laughs> and no one can live up to it. Not one person. Not one person ever in the history of people. Not one person ever in the future of people. Not one person can live up to the law. And we can still measure. We can still think, oh, well, I don't do that. Okay? Or we can measure other people in the same way. There's this, this default mechanism in our minds sometimes that defaults to measuring. And Jesus just cleared it all up. He's like, all of it actually is not good. <laughs> 
And I'm just telling you, like, even in my own life, like, I've been surrounded by guns. I have dealt with many witch doctors. I've encountered all kinds of things in my life. And I'm telling you that some of the greatest pain in my life came from people gossiping about me. I'm just keeping it really real today because... I feel like God wants, wants to unmask all of this stuff because no one lives up to it. And there are things that we are kind of like in religion, okay? This is religion. Religion is thinking according to the flesh. That's what religion is, bottom line. And so religion tries to get us to like major on these things, these big things, but like, oh, well, this stuff, like, it's all right. It's really okay if you don't really tell the truth. That's not that big a deal. It's really okay if you talk about people. It's not that big a deal. It's really okay. You know, it's not. <laughs> Jesus said it. Like, it's all in there. But the good news, let's keep going. So. I told you I, I am getting ahead of myself. So let me find where I am. So we know there are consequences to things, right? But if we all got all the consequences for all the things that we don't even realize we're thinking and saying that aren't really lining up with the ways of God, like it would be really rough, <laughs> Okay, there are a lot of consequences, but we, all, we don't bear all the consequences. There are consequences, and it's good that there are consequences, right? Because, you know, there are, there's good fruit that comes from certain things, and there's really destructiveness that comes from other things. That's, that's true, and it's right, and, you know, it's, it's good that we can see the fruit, right? But also, it's just good to remind ourselves that we don't bear all of it. And to wish on someone that they would bear all of it, it's not, it's not, it's religion. It's religion. We measure ourselves, and so we measure other people, and then we decide what consequences everybody should have. It's so not in God's operating system. And actually, it's offensive. I love that Wesley said that last week, that things offended him. <laughs> Let's be real. It, things offend us. This concept is offensive. Because we're like, we're working so hard, you know, to do everything right. And then this person lives like hell and God has favor on them, and God redeems their life, and it's offensive. It's offensive. If we're willing, willing to see, it's a good thing to see that sometimes we're offended by that. So, Jesus, yay! Let's... God, heavy and then but in that that's how Romans 8 it's like heavy and then oh good news okay good news 
good news is the Spirit of God dwells in us. He's not somewhere out there somewhere that we have to, like, pull him down from heaven. No, it says the Spirit of God dwells within us. He lives within us, so his operating system lives in us. And all we have to do is, I love that Andrew has this phrase going on about leaning in. It's such a great phrase. All we have to do is lean into the Spirit, okay? Every time we realize, oh, I'm thinking according to the flesh. I'm, I'm thinking according to the law. Then all we do is just step back, and you can just think to yourself, I'm going to lean into the Spirit right now. And I'm going to find out what the Spirit of God has to say. That's all we have to do. It's not on us to do this perfectly. It's not on us to like work so hard every day to not think according to the flesh. It's on us to lean into the Spirit. That's the point. The point is Jesus was so, so clear. Look, you're never going to live up to this. That's why I came. And then he said, actually, it's even better that I go away because then Holy Spirit comes. And Holy Spirit helps us every single day. So the real message here is not stop trying to think according to the flesh. The real message here is lean into the Spirit of God. That's the real message here. It's really good. It's so good. It's such good news. It's such a good story. Okay, wrap it up. Okay. Do you know, um, I say this all the time. I couldn't resist saying it today. The difference between believers in Jesus and every other religion in the world is what? <laughs> it's this. Every other religion in the world is based on measuring in fear. Every one of them. Every one of them. That's the scandalous, offensive thing about Christianity in its purest form. It's not built on measurement in fear. Like, pe people do not have a grid for it. That's why the church needs to demonstrate it. That's why Jesus demonstrated it. What did he do? He talked to the Samaritan woman at the well. It was so offensive. It was so scandalous. He befriended a prostitute. It was so offensive and so scandalous. He gave to the poor. He healed people even on the Sabbath. It was so offensive. He demonstrated it. He demonstrated the difference in following Jesus and every other religion in the world. And I've, I've been in nations where some of these religions, like, it is so oppressive. It's so oppressive. But you know what? <laughs> also... We, as Christians, can move right over into it. We can move right over into the measuring. And it can be just as oppressive. It can be just as oppressive. It's not the story. 
We need to live the story, you guys. The church in Fort Worth, Texas, USA, the church in every other nation, the church of Jesus can live the real story. And the real story is scandalous and offensive because the real story means nobody is better than anybody. And nobody's too far away from the redeeming power of God. Not one person. So I believe with all my heart that the church of Jesus is called to intercede with the Spirit of God for all of those that we might see just how far away from God's idea they might be. And guess what? It's such good news because religion says, oh, now don't, don't tell anybody about those thoughts. Don't tell anybody about what's going, really going on in your heart because then they'll measure you and they'll devalue you. So there goes authentic relationship, authentic culture. It's fear. It's measurement and fear. It keeps us from being authentic. Because, listen, we got to kill this thing. We got to kill this measuring operating system. Because, actually, there is no person that's better than another person, even if that other person has done so many more terrible things. In the kingdom of God, it's, we're all people who need his redeeming grace. That's what Jesus said. It's what the story is, and it's what we're called to live. So I believe that today God wants us to break the measuring sticks. How much of our time is spent in turmoil because we go around and around and around in our minds measuring everything, measuring ourselves. We didn't measure up. Wow, I, I really blew that. Well, I, I wish I could do that. Like over and over and over and over, we're tormented with measuring thoughts. We're tormented with measuring thoughts about other people. Oh, wow, they, whatever, right? It's tormenting, and it's not the story. So God wants us to break the measuring sticks today. So just to reiterate real fast, according to Romans 8, the spirit of life in Christ brings life and peace. The law of sin and death brings death, <laughs> right? What the law could not do, God did. The mindset on the flesh is hostile toward God and doesn't please God. So I'm just telling us today that when we, even about our own selves, engage in this measuring thing, it's hostile toward God. We're, we've all been hostile toward God. 
Great news, we don't have to stay there. That's the great, scandalous, offensive news is that any second you can shift right. Jesus told story after story after story to try to demonstrate this. He said, this man hired workers in the morning, and he hired workers at the end of the day who worked an hour, and they all got paid the same. And the workers who worked from the morning were so offended because the people who only worked an hour got paid the same amount. What was Jesus trying to say? Your standard of measure is not God's. It's not God's. And we're going to come out of it. Because the good news is that we're meant to live as children of God, totally adopted, and not only children, but heirs. He calls us heirs. This is just the best story. He goes from not living in condemnation to being an heir. What do heirs live like? They don't fear lack. They're generous. They're not trying to work to get things. They're accessing their inheritance. They're not trying to find their identity in what they do because their identity is in who they are. What do heirs do? They release other people from condemnation also. Proverbs 16.11 says, A just balance and scales belong to who? Us? It doesn't say that. A just balance and scales belong to the Lord. And all the weights of the bag are his concern. What if we take all the weights of the bag, all the measuring, and we give it to him and say, it's your concern. I just get to live according to the Spirit. I get to live in life in peace, regardless of how much I mess up, regardless of how much other people around me mess up, regardless of the pain I've endured, because the life of the Spirit of God brings life in peace, and it is not manufactured by man, and it's not manufactured by circumstances, but only by the Spirit of God. So what we're going to do today, because, you know, again, I like and I believe there's something so powerful about an actual physical response to things. So look what I did. These are little paper rulers. So guess what we get to do? It's so awesome. So this is what we get to do. It's going to be so much fun. You're going to just want to tear up so many more papers after this. We're going to break the measuring stick. We're going to break the measuring stick of the law. If you're in Jesus, there is no measuring of the law. We make it up in our mind. It's not even real. Because it, otherwise, why would Jesus have had to come? Why did Jesus have to do all of that? He could have just said, here's all the rules, have at it. Everybody who lives more according to the rules are going to have life and priests. Everybody who doesn't, they're not. They're going to die. Like, that's what he could have done. But no, actually, he so loved the world, he sent his only son so that 
we don't have to live by measurement and by the law. So let's stand up because we're going to just do a lot of ministry. A lot of ministry right now, you guys. So Steve's going to just put these measuring sticks up here. So listen, we have a lot of ministry opportunities because in worship, you know, God's just talking to me all about the ministry you wanted to do today. And so we have a lot. So get ready. So first of all, and yeah, we have Jeff up here. Amazing. Amazing. Um, I, I believe, listen, I, I just was seeing this morning, like, your history with God has so much anointing for freedom in it. So much anointing for freedom. I'm even so excited that Jeff... I'm proud of myself for calling him Jeff instead of Jeffrey. But I have known Jeff since he was a kid. And I have seen his overcoming. There isn't such an overcoming grace on his life. It's ridiculous. I've watched it. And so even as him playing, there's something on his playing that is releasing freedom. I believe it. It's releasing an overcoming spirit. And then I saw the Wilkes this morning, which I'll come up here. I look over at Jane Wilkes, and every time I look at Jane, it's just like, I'm just like, she is so beautiful. And, and everything about them, to me, speaks beauty. Their house is beautiful. Their yard is beautiful. Shannon's always posting these beautiful pictures on social media. Like, there's just so much beauty on them. And, and, and I felt like the Lord said, actually, there's an anointing on them for, to turn beauty into ashes. And I went and said that to Jane, and she's like, that's one of the first scriptures God ever sh showed me when I became a believer. They have watched God turn beauty into ashes. Okay, have you ever looked at ashes? Is it possible for ashes to become beautiful? It is not possible in the natural. In the natural, it is not possible for ashes to become beautiful. It's a supernatural work. Yay. So also, God just took me to Isaiah 61. So because I felt that, I felt, I felt what Jesse was singing. I felt what... Emily was saying and praying. I felt all of it. Listen, there, God wants to minister to people supernaturally this morning. In Isaiah 61, where it talks about beauty for ashes, it also talks about comfort for mourning and joy for mourning. Okay, that's, that's a supernatural thing. Joy and mourning in our operating system do not coexist. It's only in God's operating system do joy and mourning. Can joy and mourning coexist? I feel like even today, like we have to like even lay down our expectation of what joy looks like. Because we're like, oh, it just never happens for me. Maybe it's because we have an expectation of what joy looks like that isn't what joy looks like in this particular thing. Okay? God said it. And so... Also, um, I asked Gary and Cheryl, and there's a whole ministry team over here that could help Gary and Cheryl. But 
every like Cheryl can just hug me and like the comfort of God just oozes like oil out of her on me and Gary just the joy it just comes out of him and when he prophesies over you it's like this supernatural thing happens and I asked them if they would have a ministry team over here for people who just say I need comfort I need joy for grief and then the last one is a spirit of praise for heaviness or fainting. Those are the words used. And, 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 and praise, it's like I felt like, like it, it means even a song. And so I just felt like God wants to give some of you a new song today. You may feel really heavy. You may feel even a fainting, a weariness. God wants to give you a new song. And so I asked Kim Church if she would be right here in the middle for um, and anybody who wants to join her and help her. But she's just going to pray over you if you're just like, I need a new song. Um, she has a real anointing to do that. So we get to do all of it, all right? So, logistics. We're just going to, oh, I'm going to pray. That's a good idea. Praying's a good idea. I'm going to pray and you are just free. Come up here, get a measuring stick. Everybody needs to get one for yourself because I'm telling you, you measure yourself. Just telling you, you do. So actually being free from your mind being set on the flesh is your mind being set free from measuring. It's not, oh, I, I'm just thinking all these bad thoughts, like it's the flesh. Okay, yeah. But actually, the mindset on the flesh is the measuring. So every one of us needs to, everybody needs to get one and break that measuring stick off yourself. And then if there's somebody in your life that God is showing you that's like, I'm I've been measuring them in a way that it's not the mind of the spirit. I had to do it. Man, God brought people to my mind. Like we do it. Okay, but right now we have this amazing opportunity just break the measuring stick off people. I'm telling you, if you break that measuring stick off of some people in your life, you might be amazed at what actually happens in those people's lives. Because people are craving the opportunity to know the redemption and not the condemnation. So we're going to break off that condemnation and that measuring off of us and off of other people. So you can get as many of these as you want to. And um, yeah, so Jesus, thank you for breaking the measuring stick of the law off of our lives, off of our minds right now in Jesus' name. We repent of it and we come into agreement that your intention for us is to live free of condemnation and free of measuring and to live in the fullness of your spirit that you put within us. So we lean right into your spirit right now. So we receive. We receive like God wants us to receive in a way that's like scandalous. Just like whatever your size of receiver is, it's getting enlarged right now times a thousand. 
We're going to receive so much grace and mercy and love and forgiveness and joy and peace and life. So as you come up, you're not only breaking something, you are receiving. So just come on up. If you want, if you need beauty for ashes, come over here. If you need comfort and joy, come over here. If you need a new song, come in the middle. Just, hey. Don't leave here without getting something. Why? Why? When we have such an amazing opportunity, go for it.